Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah, let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today's guest is Walter Zajac, author of They Came Beyond Deja Vu. I'm telling you what, if you think your life is hard or that God has given you too much, holy cow, the story of Walter's childhood in post-war Germany is out of this world. All I kept thinking as I read his story is, my God, this is extreme spiritual growth and stretching on every level. I mean, if he doesn't go home with gold stars and I don't know what the hell else in spirit world, (laughs) I don't know uh, what else could happen. I mean, good grief. Uh, It's an extraordinary story of abandonment and... Uh, being bullied and being, uh, a, you know, he was abandoned in a an orphanage because his mom got sick and died. And then he gets adopted by this horrible American family. Uh, and just the shit continues. And he has extraordinary experiences of astral travel and creating friends in the spirit world. And it's just a great reminder that uh, our time here is for a purpose and that we are here to gain strength and learn and, and grow as a soul. And as hard as it is, good grief, <sighs> something good comes out of it. But anyways, quick reminder, my new book, Woohoo! Feng Shui for the Soul, How to Achieve More Ohm from Your Home, available, will be available June 27th, 2022. We're just a few weeks away. You can pre-order the Kindle version now. The paperback will be available on June 27th. I actually just got my author copy last night, 7.30. It got delivered. Oh, my stomach dropped as I opened it. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. I just, I I can't even believe that this is my book. I just, I can't believe that this is my book. And the whole book is about honoring your emotions and your feeling state, which has been beaten out of us, right? So this book is all about how to turn off logic and our analytical mind and get back into our heart space and our feeling space so that we can, you know, tap into our personal chi. And my editor created this it's like a matte texture and it's got a grip to oh my god it's just it's amazing it's just it's so perfect being that it is a book about feeling and the book itself is textural oh I just love it I can't wait for this to come out can't wait for you guys to read it um it's just it's amazing and FYI I'm already starting to read or read I'm already starting to write my new one. It's going to be called the Feng Shui Cookbook. So 
I don't know when that one's going to come out. Hell, I thought that this one, uh, Feng Shui for the Soul, I thought this one was going to be out in 20. And here it is uh, two years after that. <laughs> Ended up taking me three years to write. So I'd love it if I could get this next one out next year, but I'm not making any promises. Good grief. <laughs> but it is definitely the book that you have all been wanting me to write. My clients have been wanting me uh, to write this book for many, many years. In fact, one of the stories uh, that I share in the very beginning of the book um, in chapter one, um, it's called Coming Home and it's about my client Barbara and how we had this very otherworldly experience in her home, Frankie, uh, in 2005. And after that experience, Barbara had said to me, someday, Someday you're going to write a book about this. And I thought, I'm not a writer. I'm not going to write a book. That's crazy talk. And here it is. We are, what, 17 years later, I've written about Barbara and her story. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely the, the book that many of my clients have wanted me to write. It's the, the book that many of uh, all of my listeners, whether on the blog, newsletter, uh, podcast that you've been asking for. So I'm super excited that it's finally out. Um, I'm super excited for you to read it. And it's crazy. I'm, I'm recording the Kindle version right now. So you can you'll also have the opportunity to listen to the audio. Um, not sure if that's going to make it out by June 27th. It might. Um, it's, whew, it's, it takes a long time to record. I'm used to doing this podcast and, you know, I can just sit on here and, and talk away and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's no big deal, but good Lord, uh, to record one chapter usually takes about an hour and, you know, I flub up and it's crazy to me. If I were to just to like grab the book and read, I'd be fine. But like, you have to really enunciate the words and you have to speak very slowly. And I feel like I'm really talking super slow. And then I listen back to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could actually be talking slower here. So totally different than the podcast world. And like, y'all just get, you know, I just sit in my desk and I record this for the podcast and you get the uh, mowers outside, you get people talking, you get the birds chirping, like you get all kinds of background noise and I don't care. Like I just, you know, record at my desk. Well, the Kindle version, you know, I'm in a sound booth. I've got sound panels. I've got all this crazy equipment. I've got, you know, everything is walled and some sort of foam or fabric or, you know, noise canceling. It's, it's out of this world. <laughs> it's just really crazy. But Anyways, I am excited that it's coming out. So if, um, you know, if, if it's something that you're really interested in and want to learn more about how to, um, you know, uh, learn feng shui and really take it to the next level, then this book is for you. And if it benefits you, if you if you do get a copy and, and you read it and you really enjoy it, please make sure that you leave me a review on Amazon. Helps more people find it. And um, the, the better that the rating is, the more Amazon will show it to people. Hot damn. That's definitely what we want, right? Alrighty. So today's author is psychic medium Walter Zajac. And um, this book is, he wrote it as a novel, but it's his life story. It's, you know, it's about his childhood and unbeknownst to him, he was astral traveling with friends because 
he had to leave this cruel existence that he had on earth. It was basically a coping mechanism. And in the book, he talks about, you know, having, uh, which kind of to me seemed more traumatic, but he would astral travel. And like his character in the book, Maria, which that's her fake name, but you know, she has a terrible car accident. Um, and, and she, her face gets disfigured and he sees her in the hospital and, and all and the surgeons and all of this. Well, he basically has a near a, a, a joint near death experience with this girl, which I had never heard of. I mean, I've read Raymond Moody's books, and like I didn't even know uh, there's was such a thing as near death experiences uh, with a per- with another person with another soul. But he has one, and he experiences this astral travel with this girl 15 years before she's even born. And then in real life, uh, he meets her. And this didn't happen once, but he he also had another gal uh, who's named Sonia in the book, um, who he also had visions of and, and traveled with and experienced vivid, chaotic dreams with her as well, along with this mysterious, uh, ominous black, this man in black. Like, And then you get to the end of the book and you're just blown away because he reveals who the man in black is so it's an extraordinary story um blew my mind it was a a a great book to read and I was really excited to have Walter on the show so today we're going to talk about his story of strength his extraordinary experiences otherworldly and also uh here in the chaotic earth world and we're going to talk about child abuse abandonment astral travel psychic ability and so much more are you ready hell yeah let's do this hey walter welcome to the show amanda thank you so much for having me i really appreciate the time you put into it and your interest in me (laughs) oh my gosh we're gonna have so much fun (laughs) (laughs) okay good (laughs) and we're gonna make it fun because holy cow there is a lot to unpack with this yeah Uh (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) So I'm curious, um, so we're talking with Walter Zajac today, and he wrote a fantastic book called They Came Beyond Deja Vu, um, and we're going we're gonna to get into this, but I'm curious uh, why you wrote this as a novel. Uh, it's based on your own story, and, and holy yeah. cow, this is, this is heartbreaking. So I'm, I'm curious why you didn't yeah. write it as a biography. Um, first, because I... Uh, did not want to invade the privacy of people um, who were involved. Mm-hmm. So I wanted and needed to change the, the people's names and I changed uh, locations in most uh, instances. And um, then also, you know, I didn't think of it as a, as a, who would be interested in the biography since uh, I'm not a well-known figure. So, and then the third thing, which I think is the most important as, as I was actually in the process of writing, I realized that this will help people to, and then just to also give you a sense of, yeah, it's my story. Every scene in the book happened to me. And um, for me, it's a three-part message for people. And that is number one, that 
uh, abuse of, of both physical abuse and sexual abuse, as well as abandonment is so rampantly common on the planet. So many people have experienced that. And um, so many people actually also have psychic experiences. Um, deja vu, dreams coming true, ESP, where you know somebody's going to call or you know how somebody is doing. And then people really, you know, you hear this in pretty much every self-help book, really need to know and learn how and understand how to really love themselves. That's the key. And so the book, in, in my view, you know, my intention was to help everybody with that. I overcame sexual abuse, physical abuse, and abandonment that was pretty severe. And I learned how to really passionately love me. And the way that I did that primarily is tuning into little me, five-year-old me, who's sweet and precious and innocent and beautiful and wants nothing more than just to be loved. And loving him is easy because he's beautiful. And then, you know, gosh, showing people that I had psychic experiences all my life, and yet I lived a regular life, showing people that we're all the same. We're living regular lives. We don't necessarily know, or we don't get an announcement that you're having a psychic experience now, right? It just feels normal. And especially in childhood, it was just Gosh, normal. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I mean, wow, your experiences were extraordinary. And I just got to say, you know, you talk about the man in black and it's this, yeah. you know, this figure to fear. And then, oh, my God, you get to the end of the book and it's like the sixth sense. My mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That was also the big point was was coming full circle. Right. And I don't yeah, want to I mean, give away about, about what that. it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's that's away. really the empowering part. And, and my impression is too that a, a lot of us, if not even most of us, have something like that going on in our lives where we're getting a repetitive message over and over and over. And at some point we finally realize, oh, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, and that, that's I mean, happening usually in repetitive dreams and or visions, which is what the man in black was for me. Mostly dreams, but sometimes visions, you know, and especially as a little kid, as you're drifting off into sleep, you're not quite asleep, not having a dream. And yet you're having this thing happening to you. Yeah, I mean, it just, as you go throughout and you're describing it, it, it I can imagine as a, a six-year-old, just the heart palpitations and the fear and the anxiety of, of what is happening. And then, you know, fast forward to when you figure out what it is, it's like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, all right. Wow. There's so much to unpack from this book. You start having visions at six, but I think what is so extraordinary is like, you know, I want to sit here and, and say, oh my gosh, you know, I've had such a hard life and I had a hard childhood and, you know, I've, I've had a hard adult life. I've had, you know, difficult times. And then I read the story about, you know, you've got a father that uh, pretty much left you and your mom and then your mom gets ill and you get super excited to get on a train ride and land in a freaking orphanage. And I can't imagine going through that in my adult life and being abandoned. How do you unpack that at six years old? And, and to get, you know, it's so much stuff when you get, you know, it starts out with excitement and then, 
you re you don't even know what the word orphanage is, but you get there and then you're just bullied. Like it's just one thing after another. H how do you cope with all this? How do you, how do you deal with this at six years old? What happened to me was <laughs> I went into the psychic world because you know what, what I have observed and I've heard um, so many um, famous psychics and just regular working Joes like me say that we are the wisest we will ever be when we're five years old and younger. And one of the biggest reasons for that is because we're still in tune with where we came from, which was the spirit world. We have wisdom, we have experiences, and we have, have capabilities that we lose as we grow older and become adults. And so I went to a place of literally living in the spirit world because the physical world was completely unimaginable. I had no place to put that. You know, I, I arrived at this place called Orphanage and they said I was never going home again. Mm, I just, yeah. I, I can't even imagine that. And so yeah. you start, um, really, it sounds like you're astral traveling and, and wow, you're pretty having, much. Yeah. <laughs> you're having these, crazy experiences where you're no time exists. I mean, I, I don't know what the girl's real name is in the book. It's Maria, but you start yeah. traveling with this girl and yes. you're seeing these experiences and you see this car wreck and like, yeah. one, how do you, you know, really explain all this to, I don't, I don't know how, at what ages you were seeing all these things and experiencing it. But That's six five years old and six. I, I saw, well, uh, do you want me to answer that question or were you going to say more? Sorry. No, I was just, I'm thinking like you're here, you are in this orphanage, which is a horrific experience as you're being bullied, but then you go to this astral place that yes, there, you do have moments. You've got a, yeah. you've got a great description uh, here in the book where, I mean, it sounds lovely where uh, Laura explains glimmering white buildings, glowing green trees and meadows, gleaming yeah, yeah. blue lakes uh, and glorious love. Like you never knew existed. That yeah. sounds fabulous, but yeah. floating above Maria in a car wreck at six years old, doesn't seem so great. <laughs> you know, No, it wasn't. And then let me just explain how that came to me. Um, I, uh, was taken to a movie and I think it was maybe the first time I ever went to a movie at five years old. And I saw this movie about, uh, it started off with this girl interacting with her family and very loving. And, and you know how frequently you, you'll fall in love with a movie character. I fell in love with this girl and I just really connected and felt her. And then I saw her get into a big industrial semi truck with her father driving and um, they uh, got into ho a horrific accident on ice and um, her face was crushed in and she was otherwise injured. And like you said, I saw her um, above her body in the truck cabin. I saw her above her body um, uh, in surgery. And then, yes, I went to a near-death experience with her and um, Dr. Raymond Moody is one of the world's foremost researchers on near-death experiences in about the last 10 years. He's been studying a phenomena called sh a shared near-death near death experience where 
um, people will literally, um, in a psychic way, experience somebody else um, going to the other side, to the light. And I went there and when I try, you can hear it in my voice now, when I try to describe those feelings of this place, right? And you just mentioned love, love, love. The buildings radiated love, the clouds, the air, you were, I was, we were, she and I were together flying next to each other above all of this. And we were in, enveloped by love and completely filled with love, but it was love, you know, the kind that would be just so insanely blissful that it makes you cry from tears of joy. Wow, and, I mean, that sounds extraordinary. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then I saw the day that the bandages came off of her face and the fact that she threw the mirror down and it broke into hundreds of little pieces and she screamed at her mom why did you let me live i look like a monster and i saw this in what i thought was a movie but every time i tried to talk to in the book he i'm calling calling my cousin manfred every time i tried to talk to him about it he said that we didn't see that movie and i figured out years later that ah i fell asleep during that movie and this was a vision that i had but the significant thing is i saw this vision over and over and over and over night after night and in the semi-waking state and in a dream state and then i interacted constantly with this girl you know not only seeing the the scenes of the accident and afterwards but interacting with her playing with her giggling with her flying to the clouds with her and that was a regular occurrence before the orphanage and then when i hit the orphanage that became not just a regular occurrence but pretty much non-stop i was with her that we you know in other words it was companionship and when i had psychotherapy about 25 years ago that's one of the things that my psychologist said that i i did in order to take care of myself is i brought somebody with me from home in yeah, any way that i could advice. yeah absolutely yes. yeah so what I think is is really extraordinary about the the story is that you're getting these visions at such a young age and this girl isn't even born yet and you're seeing an accident I think you say in the book that is 30 years in the future um but then you meet her tell us about that yeah um and there were actually two right but this was the main one and the one about whom I saw the most detail, Maria, the Maria, accident yeah. girl. And um, I was 44 years old and um, I was working what us musicians call a day job after having a relatively successful music career. And I was not particularly happy. It was a real stressful job. And for about three years, I had been calling into this particular company and she was the receptionist. And all I ever heard was, one moment, please, I'll connect you. And it was just a heavenly voice. And every time I heard that voice, it <gasps> touched my heart a little bit, but nothing beyond that. And then after about three years, one time I made her laugh, made her laugh so hard she couldn't stop. She had to put herself on mute and <gasps> take her breath and... I was giggling my buns off too. And I think, you know, and the audience knows when we laugh with somebody, we tend to connect souls. We connect hearts. We open ourselves up and become vulnerable. And from that moment on, we started speaking personally. And 
after a few weeks, and this was a long distance relationship, after a few weeks of regular phone calls that lasted an hour or two or more, um, she said, I have something I, I need to confess to you about six years ago. Five years ago, I was in a horrifying accident and my face got really disfigured and um, my arm got, got injured and I have a lot of scars on my face and you probably wouldn't like me. And, you know, by that point, I had pretty much fallen in love with this voice on the phone. And oh God, I'd like you anyway, right? And then, uh, <laughs> and then she started to describe the accident and how bad it was. And about halfway through, I finished the story for her in detail. And then over the course of the next few weeks, you know, and that was amazing to both of us. How is that possible? And then over the course of the next few weeks, I told her five things that she had never told another human which included floating above her own body in the top, in the top above, in the truck cabin, I should say, above her body in surgery, the near-death experience, um, the day that the bandages came off and her now, screaming. Does she remember you being astrally with no. her, like the near-death no. experience and all that? No. And then that really is what um, made it uh, ultimately uh, the most, one of the most painful experiences I ever had. And that is, uh, you know, she was fascinated, but then relatively quickly, when I told her five things that she had never told another human, then she, you know, and this was the 1990s, internet was not available the way it is today. So I couldn't have looked her up. And then of course, these were things she hadn't ever told anybody. And so she became frightened. How the hell could this guy know this stuff? And who is this guy? And she said, I can't do this. I have to go. You might just be crazy. This is, this is nuts. And maybe you're crazy. And it, I was devastated. It was for me almost as bad as that first day at the orphanage because she was my connection to trying to understand what happened to me. Yeah. And yet, and yet, like you just asked, no, she didn't have any recollection of me other than, you know, when, and most of us have that kind of an experience where we meet somebody and we feel like, oh my God, haven't I known you all my life? Right. Or, yeah. You know, so if it's, you believe it's a reminder again of rejection and abandonment. It's like a theme. Ah, yeah, on. well, and it wasn't just a reminder, Amanda. It was, well, and then, you know, from that first day at the orphanage at six years old, my perspective on life was that of a victim. I was constantly feeling like the universe, God was just messing with me. Because, and then especially because after a year at the orphanage, I was adopted by an American military couple who were abusive, both physically and emotionally abusive. Oh gosh, when yeah. it, I read that they made you drink your urine, I was just uh, like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. like, and that was because I wet the bed. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. just, you, you didn't get a break. And I'm curious, I mean, you've been through so much like i said you know here i'm over here thinking oh my god my life is so hard and then i read your book and i'm thinking good grief you know i i've met souls like you and i've had souls like you on the podcast that have these extraordinary lives of really it's it's like black and white where you have these extraordinary experiences of, of being psychic and astral traveling and and you know these these really cool experiences while simultaneously you're just getting chewed up and spit out in this yeah. earth experience. And I'm curious, yeah. you know, now that you're older and, and able to 
maybe reflect a little bit more. Um, I, I know that the names are changed in the book, but you know, with Sonia and Maria and just yeah. looking at the abuse and the sexual abuse from your aunts, um, you know, and then the American family, like, are you able to look at this experience and take a step back and say, okay, this is profound spiritual growth. <laughs> Were you able to get there after? And I don't know what the, the psychologist's name was. She's Laura in yeah. the book, but yeah. you, have you her been real, real name is Vanita and she's okay with me talking about her Vanita Ramirez. I loved how you like just her essence in the book is just fantastic and oh, uh, yes. extremely compassionate, but also just her passion towards your growth and the purposes behind Maria and Sonia and, and, and the gifts that they were giving you. She, yeah. I feel like Laura or Vanita really yeah. helped you unpack the purpose of it all and show you the, the divineness of it all yes. and the divine purpose. And are you yeah. able to get there at this point now to, to see? Oh that? yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't change a thing, Amanda, which 25 years ago when I was in therapy with her, I couldn't say. And I couldn't say, I love Walter. I couldn't look at myself in the eyes in the mirror and say, I love you, Walter. And those are all things that she brought to me. But, you know, going, going back to the, the devastation of having Maria um, end the relationship, I never saw her again. I heard from her. And that, though, in seeing myself as, as a victim, feeling like this is the universe or God messing with me. But what was beautiful about it is for 20 years, my good friends had been telling me, dude, you need some help. <laughs> and I always thought, I got this, I got this. And my main thing, I think it's a fear that's common among people and probably in our audience here is I didn't want to see a psychologist and relive all that stuff because dude, I barely made it through the first time. What if I don't make it through the second time? Which right? I loved your answer. You did make it through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I finally realized that, no, I don't have this. I need some help. I need some help. And I tried a couple of psychologists briefly, but then a friend of mine was seeing Venita and I found out that Venita is the daughter of a Toltec shaman. And maybe oh, many people will know a Toltec shaman is uh, Carlos Castaneda's books about Don Juan, the teachings of Don Juan. Don Juan was a Toltec shaman. Carlos Castaneda became one. And then uh, people maybe know the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. He's a Toltec shaman. It's a, a tradition that goes back thousands of years in Central and South America with just, just ancient wisdom and the most amazing thing about shamans, shaman, shaman, women, <laughs> I don't know what the plural is, is that they go to other realities, they go to other worlds, and it's not pretend, they're actually in other realities and interacting in other realities, and Venita, when she, oh, throughout her childhood, her father took her to these places, and, well, there's no mistake and, that you landed yeah. And so no when, in our first session, I told her my story and I ended it with, and uh, she thinks I'm crazy. Right. And Venita said, you're not crazy. You're psychic. And then he said, she said, compared to what I have seen, she has seen in her childhood, what I experienced was nothing. And it was only like we mentioned a few minutes ago, it was only me on a psychic 
deep level, my higher self level, taking care of myself with a companion. And then six months into my therapy, the second one showed up. Sonia, as you mentioned, yeah, also had been. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was able to tell her things that, that she hadn't told anybody. And then, you know, Venita pointed it out and I realized, yeah, that, you know, the first one I could have maybe doubted and thought, well, I just made that up, but not, not two. Yeah. Not two. I mean, the, <laughs> the story that you knew about Sonia and her room in Germany and all yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's pretty far out. I am curious though, when, uh, you know, you're in a, a safe space that you're being accepted and you're for the first time you're being heard and, and someone's showing you empathy and compassion and, and says this big word that you're psychic. Um, what was that like for you? Was that validating? Was that overwhelming? You, you kind of, in the book, you, you did a great way of explaining how, you know, it, it, at first it sounded absolutely crazy and you were kind of humble about it and this isn't me. And then, you know, you kind of came around and, and accepted it, but what was that like for you? It was both. It was overwhelming to realize the power that I actually had. And um, it was also diving into the unknown um, and, and, you know, which then for most of us, the unknown is about the scariest thing we encounter. And then, um, yes, it was also reassuring just to know that, oh, wow, I have the capability of taking care of myself. Yeah. That, yeah. I just, wow. What, I mean, now looking back and, and, you know, having the higher perspective, you know, you've healed and helped so many people, not only with your gifts, but I would imagine that with your level of understanding and, and being able to relate to trauma and having been through so much, do you feel, it, it sounds like with the work that you do, you're able to really give back now and, and really help humanity in a big way. I do. Um, my work is primarily uh, being psychic, a psychic, psychic medium and an NLP practitioner. My handle online is the empowerment psychic in every session, every minute of every session. My focus is on empowering my client. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I'm going to use my psychic ability to tune into your present and your boyfriend or your girlfriend's present and what brought you there, your childhoods and, you know, and, and why you're interacting the ways that you are with each other based on what happened to you and your experience. And then use my psychic ability to tell you the path that you're on in this relationship or whatever it is we're talking about. And then here's the empowerment part telling you how you could make it better and what choices you can make that will bring you more happiness. And to me, that's the purpose of a psychic reading. If I, if a psychic only predicts your future, you're sort of screwed, right? Unless you get ideas of how to make it better. Mm, better way to live. Well, and I, I yeah. feel like with um, intuition, I mean, th there's so many probabilities and there, there's so many different ways that energy can go. So uh, I always feel like, you know, intuition is, is getting a glimpse at one of those probabilities, but there's so many other probabilities that are possible based on the decisions that you make. 
Yes. So, and then I remind people too, this is the empowerment part that we're never stuck with the future path that we're on right now because we are created in the image and likeness of the creator, which means we're here to create. And in order to create the creator, to be a creator and to create, we have to have absolute free will. And yes, we do. Right. And so, yes, I'm going to tell you your future, but at every given moment, you, we should be making choices that lead us in the direction of what we do want. Hmm, I love that. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say that, you know, the ending of the book was well worth the read. I mean, that, ah, I mean, there's you. so much that that's in it and there there's, there's so much devastation and shock and awe that it's a beautiful ending and a, Oh God, thank God. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, that, Amanda. Way thank to turn you. it around, Walter. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. The yeah. And then Walter. that's what I've done with my life. You know, is, is my philosophy is my goodness. If I'm not having fun right now, then I can't be happy. And now is all I have right now, right now figure out some way to make this moment fun, whatever I'm doing. Yeah, this very now moment. Well, yeah. the book is called They Came Beyond Deja Vu. It's written by Walter Zajac. Um, if people are interested in learning more about you or getting a copy of the book, or if they yes. want to do a reading with you, where do they go? Yes. How do they find you? Reading for readings, psychicwalter.com. Also, I have a free meditation mp3 on self-love that has theta waves on it and then also you can find the book they came beyond deja vu on amazon as a paperback as kindle and as an audiobook where i narrate ah i love it well thank yeah. you walter for sharing your story and and you know giving us this this awesome book and and it just you know it proves that we literally um, none of us are unique in the sense that, you know, we are only going to come out of this alive if we do it together and we help each other and, and, you know, we build a community around each other Yes. Um, and, you yes. know, have more empathy and compassion for one another. And I think that the, the book really shows why that matters. Thank you. Do, do I have a moment to give you some praise? I really want to. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's First, do it. gratitude, gratitude. You, there is only one other host. I've done around 20, 25 shows. There's only one other host who actually read my book before the show. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I know how time consuming that is. And my goodness, clearly you wrote down questions. You're a fantastic interviewer and I love your passion. And I'm just so, so grateful because you having read the book makes it a great interview. It makes it a better interview. I, uh, when I, Missy is no longer with the, the PR firm anymore, but she used to tell me all the time that uh, the people that she represented never read the book. And I'm like, how the hell do you do an interview if you don't know what's in the book? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, frequently they're very mediocre interviews and it's not fulfilling for me. And yeah. yeah. So, and, but then I also, my goodness, I know from having done so many shows, how much time you put into it if you actually prepare. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're awesome, Amanda Gates. Oh, hallelujah, <laughs> amen. I'll take the <laughs> All righty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and good luck with your next book that you described earlier in oh, our pre-interview. thank pre you so much. Yeah, cool. Thank you. I, All I, right. I appreciate that. And thank you for coming on today. And thank you for this awesome book. Oh, thank you, Amanda. Take care. You too. Okay. All right. Bye.
What an incredible story, right? Reminds me of the famous quote, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And thank you, Walter, for that hell yeah testimonial. I'll take it. (laughs) If you're interested in a floor plan reading, be sure to head on over to my website, gatesinteriordesign.com. Also, you can pre-order the book. So head on over to Amazon. Uh, I'm also going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, Officially launches June 27th, 2022. So I want all of you to go out and get a copy. And of course, leave me an Amazon review. I really, really want that Amazon review. Helps Amazon uh, pick my book and, and show it to people. So this isn't an ego thing. This is a humanity thing. Oh my gosh, everybody's so damn self-absorbed and narcissistic. And I'm hoping that I can get this book in a lot of people's hands and they can shift their consciousness in how we show up in the world. I am determined. I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm gonna die like, I don't know, somewhere between 80 and 90. So that gives me about another 40 years to get to work. I am determined (laughs) to help and save humanity. We got to lift this consciousness, folks. So my book is The Path. It's it's the starting seed for people, uh, hopefully for a new generation of seekers to get us there. All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.